Ready? Yeah, you're just staring at me. Just centrally. <laughs> That was centrally, deeply, intentionally, centrally. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Sipping with Simps. All you sipper, simps, whiskey dicks alike. Uh, as always, I'm Andrew, uh, joined by Josiah. Today is uh, February 21st because we're predating. Yeah. Um, like so that. today is uh, Fat Tuesday. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but Josiah is going to roll that intro. Yeah. Oh shit, 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 shit. I'm rolling no, it. I'm shit, rolling fuck, it, dude. Shit, wait, fuck, wait, fuck, hold on, hold shit, on, hold shit, on, shit, hold shit, on. Shit. Hold your fucking horses, dude. I'm rolling it right. Ah, ah, ah. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. This is the new intro, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just kidding. Psych. Three, four. I salvaged that bitch. Did you not hear me? <laughs> Woo, oh my god, dude! I started sweating like fucking wow. You'd ball did that sack shit, in dude. the summer, bro. Yeah. So happy Fat Tuesday. Today is a day of heavy drinking, poonchkis, um, and uh, just straight gluttony. Before we go, is it? So it's, I'm. It's like before so Lent, far out of basically. It's right before Lent. Oh, yeah. so it is before Lent. So yeah. that's why it's Fat Tuesday. You yeah. go crazy and then you go like yeah. Not crazy for a month, right? Yeah, 40, 40 days, I believe it is. Gotcha. So yeah. me and Sarah went grocery shopping today, and we picked up a six-pack of poonchkis, actually. So for those of you that don't know, a poonchki is a poonchki. Mm-hmm. It's not spelled like that. On a ski. Yes. It's literally just a poon on a ski. No, That's there's poonchkis. Yeah. There's poonchkis, yeah. and then there's poonskis. So poonskis oh. are chicks on skis, poonskis. Nice. But a poonchki is a donut. You know what? Uh, that's that's a that's a yeah. They can both be a donut, cream filled. Yeah, if you want them. To. <laughs> oh my yeah, there God, it is. Dude. Well, out All of right. the gates high. All right. So I really don't know. I'm a retired Catholic. Um, all I know is that Fat Tuesday happens. Yeah. So it's like, which is like an average Tuesday have, for some of us. Um, but for just, most of us, for most plus of us. donuts. Dude, yeah. I, I ate a fucking like I got I got home from work. I just made. A, big ass double cheeseburger and i felt instantly sick after i ate it but then again it was in the tradition of fat tuesday so hey what the fuck do you know yeah sick but better right um but all i remember is that fat tuesday is a normal day with maybe a little bit of extra drinking and a little bit extra food and then all of a sudden on wednesday you figure out who actually is who actually claims to be catholic (laughs) because there are people that will become out of the woodwork woodwork yeah yeah woodwork woodwork yeah woodwork uh, that will, uh, you're like, I did, um, drugs with you two weeks ago and <laughs> yeah, now you have this smear on your face, this, this little smear, <laughs> this little black smudge in your face. And you're like, what happened there? Um, yeah, dude. Like, um, that's fine. I haven't really talked to you in a month because I thought you were vaguely racist, but now you're Catholic. So I guess it's all, <laughs> it's all, it's all forgiven. <laughs> What's the difference? I don't know. What's the difference, right? Speaking uh, of which, yeah, so happy Fat Tuesday. Yeah. What's the difference? Yes. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just had to get. I got on this. Like, I haven't watched South Park in a minute, and I watched a new season last night. And uh, How was it? so it was. It was decent, actually. Like, so there was like a bit where uh, on Valentine's Day, Cartman has this little like angel version of himself. It's like Cupid me, and it like flies around. It's like, hey, it's me. It's Cupid me. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make everyone fall in love. And he's kind of like vaguely racist, but not like super racist. And this one, Cupid me goes off his meds and he turns into Cupid yay. So he starts like spouting <laughs> like 
things in his ear about like, how uh, the, like Kanye. Yeah, he like, literally yeah, is Kanye. Like, okay. Yeah, he's like telling okay. him about how like the Jews run Hollywood and everything. And yeah, um, difference between Catholic and racist. That, that's that's how I got on that. Anyways, I'm sorry. Right. You, you were talking about something that was more important than that. No, you're good. Uh, I think uh, so. I came home the other day and uh, Sarah was watching some show and it turned into South Park and she was vaguely watching it. And I just have I just have great memories of uh, Lane rest his soul. Uh, he's not dead. He's just not on the podcast anymore. Uh, but mm. Lane turned me on to. Um, are you drinking that with rocks? Yeah, we can talk about that in a second. Okay. <laughs> uh, but i just have great memories of me being like yeah south park makes you dumber it's a dumb show and then lane like sitting me down walking me through the historical like events that were happening like weeks before the episodes and then the episodes would come out and just how well they just absolutely just nail making fun of everyone and their mother. It doesn't matter who you are, Yeah. but up to date, like historical. So shout out to South Park. Yeah. Uh, shout out to mom. <clears throat> also, let's just take a quick bit. Uh, you said some things there that I'm like, if you're listening to this, you can go back and you can clip some sound bites from Andrew out of context of him going, Lane turned me on and then Lane sat me down and then Lane nailed me weeks before. You know, you can just Let's clip talk out of about context that real quick, actually, with AI coming out. Dude. There's that Joe Rogan Dude. video going around about yes. Smasher Path, right? Yeah, with the Pokemons. Shit's getting scary. Dude, it's starting to get to the point where it's like, it's just barely discernible from being like fake. Like, like you're like, okay, this sounds real enough, but you can tell it's kind of fake just a little bit, but it's still yeah. kind of like in development. Like they're not far off from just saying whatever the fuck you want. So nowhere do I have delusions of grandeur that we're close enough to be AI generated by someone else to get got, you know, I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to be coming after sipping with simps anytime soon. But <clears throat> if we were to say our hottest take, yeah. So a, that no one else can put words in our own mouth. Yeah. Without, without actively getting canceled. <laughs> I was going to say, I can just say it was AI. No matter what I say, yeah. it's fucking fine, right. dude. <laughs> oh, it's just the we AI. We didn't do that. We didn't yeah. do that, bro. I didn't My say those things. My nose isn't that big. <laughs> My mouth doesn't open up I'm that sorry, much. what? <laughs> I was about to go somewhere else when you said that, and that's what's going to get me canceled, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think... Um, I don't know. Let's just put the sound bites out there. Whiskey isn't good. Um, uh, I don't love my mom. Do not uh, like the taste of testicles in my mouth. Yeah. America isn't what it used to be. Uh, <laughs> reclaim. We must reclaim uh, the North. The South will rise again. Um, it's just, South will rise it's again, not, yep. it's not the Confederate flag's not racist. It's just our history. Yeah, dude, let's just keep, uh, I'm, I'm going to change my Facebook photo to, uh, a selfie at this close of angle with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, pit vipers on. I do own pit vipers. I love, them, I, don't I don't think that, I don't, I don't think women should have rights. Yeah, um, dude. Now uh, I'm just coming out and saying AI. things. Yeah. That's AI. That wasn't me, bro. That was AI. <laughs> All right, let's get off this before we get too much trouble. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the whole ridiculous point of like hey, we're getting to a point where you if you've said anything that's recorded on the internet yeah it someone can twist it around which is kind of terrifying yeah absolutely dude i mean it's it's all fun and giggles like uh uh andrew uh, schultz and uh joe rogan saying smash or pass on pokemon that's hilarious but the second it gets used for like i don't know like our president saying something and it gets sent to russia and putin's like this seems real 
He's like, know, I didn't see that. Big red button. Yeah, hits the big red button, and then we're just all fucked. Well, like mm-hmm. I said, though, at the at the split on the split end of it, you can there's just there becomes a line between what's real and what's not, and what's true and what's false. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. is ever true anymore. It's what you believe to be true because you can just come out like you can use this excuse of AI to get away with anything now. At this point, you know what I mean? I oh, there's I a video I, of I me. There's a video of me. Yet, there's a, no, not quite yet, but I think we could get there. Like, there's a video of me that surfaced with three very very attractive uh little people bouncing on my dick um that would be mm-hmm. never something that i would ever i never do i have no interest into little people doing tiktok dances um, in, never. um doing that so if a video were to ever surface of that i would just say it was just fucking ai that was ai um, i think you need before that excuse is valid you need at least like four or five like people getting in trouble based off of ai accusations for it to become a legit excuse right yeah i'll be the first i'll take that bullet <laughs> okay <laughs> you're like vindicated 10 years later <laughs> or will i be all right so what are you drinking boss i i already called you out a little bit i mean oh, not that but yeah i've got a thing? few different drinks here it's you always got to have one of utility you gotta have a drink of utility a drink of pleasure and a drink of virtue as us uh, as i believe that was socrates that said that but he was talking about his friends yes. um this is a a uh scotch it would be the port charlotte heavily peated I like single malt scotch whiskey. Nice. So this is actually going to be a scotch episode. I am drinking a Highlands Gillen Meringi Nectar. 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 Dior. Nectar Dior. So we're going to do a scotch episode. But before we get into that, right, there's a couple of viral episodes or, uh, excuse me, videos speaking of AI, but uh, not AI. Um, <laughs> first off, I sent you a video and I said, I wanted to talk about this and just get thoughts. So there's a video. uh, I don't think it was staged by the anger of the employee on the other side, but some influencer or just a guy that just happened to have a camera on him reached across the bar and grabbed an orange because he was hungry and started peeling that orange and eating it. Right. Right. So, yeah. And then let's just walk him through the video first before we do any reactions. So then the employee gets mad and says, Hey, that's ours uses the excuse that we're in a citrus shortage. And I don't know where this bar is located. There are shortages from time to time. Sure. Of everything, but it's not really a shortage. It's just more like the price of an orange goes up for two weeks and then it goes back down to its normal price. You're never not getting your oranges. It just costs more to import. Um, and then the employee moves a basket of oranges away and then gets adds to his tab uh, the price of a stolen orange, which was then $12. Now, I'm going to let you go first on your thoughts, and then as a bartender, I'll wrap it up. How's that about that? Sure. So first of all, kind of a dick move to just grab something and take Huge it for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, like, I don't care like, what it is. I don't care if it's a fucking straw or a napkin that you need mm-hmm. you don't fucking reach across the bar in their sacred space and just take something if you need it fucking ask you know what i mean i get it you're hungry you should have fucking eaten before that's on you um it's also like it, i mean it's like i don't know i mean like even if they're fucking the little cherries or like hey they forgot to put out the bar nuts and they're actually stuff they're supposed to eat 
you don't just reach across the bar and grab it. Like that's just, that's just a given, you know what I mean? That's, so that's my like initial, like gut re react on it. I think it's kind of as a whole, it's a bit of a silly uh, thing to come back and charge you $12 for it. But, uh, you know, sometimes you got to learn the hard way, bud. Yeah. So I think huge dick move, but the funny thing, this all could have been prevented. And my opinion that, if someone was like silly enough to be like, Hey man, I'm kind of hungry. Uh, I'll order some food. If I had like a food menu at my bar, I'll order some food, but until it comes, can I get like an orange yeah. or like a couple orange slices to snack on? Absolutely. I wouldn't even think, I wouldn't even think about charging you 50 cents. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. It's ridiculous. But yeah. The second you reach, I, I like, I hate as a bartender, the second, like I have ingredients in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when I have ingredients in front of me and someone's like taking the bottle slowly and like, like turning it around a little bit so they can just see what I'm using. And like, you got a mouth, use it, ask, you yeah. don't need to be grabbing the shit. So I'd, I prefer if you use your mouth and not your of, hands it's a, anyway. It's a, all the time. Please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the clip clip. Um, yeah, man, like huge dick move, but I kind of like her whether it's true or not using the citrus shortage and then definitely charging him the cost of four oranges. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Movie. It's like the price of a cocktail. And on his receipt, it said stolen orange. So yeah. long story short, don't be a dick. Bartenders are always short staffed. Personally, I work 12 hour shifts at my cocktail lounge and other bartenders work the same amount of shifts, some longer, some shorter, but like we're, we're stressed out. We're trying to make money. We're trying to make sure you're happy. Just give us our space and don't touch our stuff. All right. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, yeah there's really nothing else to say about that. I mean, if you no. were to take an egg now, you better be putting fucking a hundred dollars on that side, dude. Cause eggs are expensive as shit. Eggs are expensive, but if someone grabbed an egg in front of me and cracked that shit and put it in their <laughs> mouth, I don't even know. I don't. I think I would leave. Yeah, and not because I'm pissed, because I need to go home and process what the fuck. I need to go I home and want. I need to like be silent. I need to be alone. I need to be in my yeah. safe space. Like if someone Rocky Balboa's an egg into their water glass and then chugs that in front of you. Or, or like, even like another step further, they just throw that whole fucking thing in their mouth, shell and all, and they're just chewing it up. Let's hear the like God crunching, damn, dude. you know what I mean? Hell no. God I'd damn. be like So the bar the bar I work at right now, funny story, this is not related to eggs, but the bar I work at, <laughs> this is fresh in my memory because it happened last night, uh, is in downtown Detroit, nice area, but there happens to be a strip club across the street because we're uh in um what the fuck is it called? We're technically in uh Greek town. Oh my so god, a strip club? Where? Yeah. That's so awful. Which one? There's just so right. many. So I know where not to go. So we had a guy walk in today or yesterday, and he goes, he just walks past our host, doesn't say anything, comes straight up to the bar, and he goes, Hey. And we kind of turn our head and he's like, <laughs> Um, y'all got you got y'all got two hundred singles. <laughs> looking for change. It two he had two it two one hundred dollar bills and he was looking for change. Sir two hundred singles. What do you and need at that first for? I was like, at first I was just like, no, even if I did, no. And I was kind of like confused. And then one of my coworkers, Josh, comes up and he's like, Hey man, he's just trying to see some titties. <laughs> Let the man see some titties. Let the man see some titties. Or if you oh, didn't give it to him. Nah, naturally. But, You're like, I got quarters no. though. 
Yeah, <laughs> he was chucking quarters at the stage, just like <laughs> fucking like play a game of can you like get in the butt crack? Yeah, that's how you get kicked out real quick. All right. So the other video or news that I saw today before we talk about Scott just kind of leads us into it, honestly. Uh, is that let me pull up the story real quick. There was a uh shipwreckage found. Um this actually happened in August, but it made its way uh reposted around the stories again. Um, a 170-year-old American uh, ship wreckage uh, could be f- uh, worth millions of dollars because it has perfectly, um, uh, what do you call it, preserved whiskey barrels and bottles of whiskey uh, that was found and salvaged. Um, They're calling it the Banished Bourbon. I'm trying to see if I can figure out on the story where it was found, but uh, it was called a passenger. It was a passenger steamer uh, called the Westmoreland. Okay. Uh, oh, it was found in Lake Michigan. Uh, <laughs> what do you fucking why, know? Yeah, Northern Lake <laughs> Michigan. Uh, and to do, so this is kind of murky, but in addition <laughs> to the 17 lives lost that night, okay. were the contents of the ship's hall, which included 280 barrels worth of whiskey. <sighs> Um, the precious cargo was largely forgotten by history, uh, until 2010 when a diver found it, uh, and then it took a while to get the money. And in this August, uh, they recovered all the barrels and this is to be called the, uh, banished bourbon. So I don't, that's, I don't think there's, so what are you gonna say? What seems a bit exploitative with the people that died and everything. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to drink it. <laughs> You're not wrong. So it tur- also turns out that none of this is American-made bourbon. They thought it was a first American-made whiskey. Turns out it's 170-year-old scotch. Oh, my God, dude. First of all, wait. Yeah, when, did you, when did you say the shipwreck happened? 170 years ago. So you do Okay, that. so the people that are dead, it's, it's, it's like history at this point. I don't have to say, hey, our thoughts and prayers go out to the people of the shipwreck. Oh, it's not like the shipwreck <laughs> fell five years ago. Okay, I thought, it, got the money. I, thought it, no, I thought it was like, oh, last summer there was a ship that wrecked, 17 people died, no. and now we're taking on the whiskey no. and selling it. Is that, no, 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 no. Come on, you know? That, no, yeah, that whiskey should go to the family or like sold for like donation or charity, whatever. But no, this was found 11 years ago, the shipwreck was. Yeah. But the barrels weren't re- the shipwreck happened 170 years ago. So uh, this is coming out to about f- uh, 56,000 bottles of the 280 barrels. What's left of them? 56,000 bottles of scotch, 170 year scotch. That would be equal, estimated over 871 million dollars US USD. Excuse me. Yeah, you're excused. So this is where this article gets funny. This is written by. <laughs> By Forbes, this is not a this is not Michigan Forbes. This is written by the Forbes magazine, right? Yeah. Um. So let me just read you. But it's not just collectors who are clamoring for a taste. As first reported by the Mirror earlier this month, Richardson says that a regional distillery wants to salvage juice, the juice for scientific research. The genetic makeup of corn was much different in 1854 and may have a different taste than today's corn. He told me. You said salvage the juice. Okay, that's not that's right? that's just precursing to what I'm about to say. I thought you said the Jews, and I was about to be like, wait, you got to rewind a the second. Jews. I thought the you Jews, said the, the Jews. Jews. Okay, 
So I need you to re-listen to this, but it's not just the collectors who are clamoring for a taste. As first reported by The Mirror earlier this month, Richardson says that a regional distillery wants to salvage the juice for scientific research because the genetic makeup of the corn was different in 1854 and may have a different taste than today's corn. He told the newspaper, you know, what? That's crazy. what do you think? What do you think Forbes magazine thinks one of Michigan's largest craft distilleries that is able to take up this project? Which one of Michigan's craft distilleries thinks they can do it? Uh, I'm not going to tell you the name yet, but it says one of Michigan's largest craft distilleries. It's either going to be fucking Coppercraft or it's going to be Traverse City. It's Traverse City Whiskey Code, <laughs> most likely a candidate for this sort of project. One of Michigan's <laughs> largest craft distilleries. It sits mere miles from the site of this wreck. When's the last time uh, Traverse City Whiskey's made their own juice? Yeah, I don't know. And they're still continuing that somehow. How could they make be one of the, well, first, that's a great point that I wasn't thinking, but how <laughs> could they be considered one of the largest craft distilleries? If they don't if craft, they're not banging out, if they don't craft. Yeah. Interesting. That's very interesting. And Traverse City Whiskey, I'm sorry, but when you hear all your you know when you hear all your critics tell you you got to make your own juice and they're tired of you just sourcing they didn't tell you to go back to 1853 and source whiskey from 1853 that's not what they were talking about bro that's not what they were talking about can you imagine Traverse city whiskey dropping like the legacy barrel like it's 170 year old juice and they're selling it for ridiculous because they got the dibs on it hey Traverse city whiskey Um, dm me come on let's go Let's talk. Yeah. I don't even know if you can sell this stuff. I mean, I guess it would have to be scientific, right? Because like maybe a private bidder can like buy all the barrels and drink himself, but I don't think you can resell. I don't think it's safe. Who knows? You'd have to test it. So maybe they aren't ever going to sell it. They're just going to use it for scientific researches, research purposes. And maybe they're going to finally make their own juice and they're going to say, Hey, this new barrel that we came out with has been genetically research from this yeah. barrel that was at the bottom of the sea that was probably connected mm-hmm. to the slave trade because if you if you do the math 1853 was before the Emancip- emancipation proclamation in 1863 which means uh this probably wasn't some uh I don't I I don't know. I don't know if it was American made corn and American made whiskey on American plantations. I don't know if some of the stuff was very ethical. So I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, it's Scottish. It's Scottish. Oh, the Scottish. Oh, I thought I thought they they thought that it was an American whiskey. at first. They thought it was American whiskey at first when they saw the barrels. But then after further research, they realized that it was a Scottish ship making transportation. All right, so speaking of scotch and all this uh, lost scotch, uh, that's going to lead us right into uh, where we're actually going to talk about today, our tasting portion, which is scotch. Uh, And we all know what it takes to be bourbon. We talk about bottle and bond until a nausea, Uh, but we've never (laughs) talked about uh, what makes scotch, what the four rules that has to be to what is scotch, right? Like yeah. this, it has to be this, 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 and this for it to be called scotch, not the regions, which we'll go into, which uh, we talked about a little bit, but I didn't know there's five of them. Right, uh, there's right. one I've never even heard of, but let's start here. What makes scotch scotch? Josiah, do you know? See, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a part that comes out where it just sound dumb as hell, but uh, like you gave me the assignment. You're like, Hey, 
quick refresh on what the regions are. So I got that down, but I did not. I did not pull up the other shit. So I'm about to look real dumb here. I have no, no idea what I'm okay. talking about. I didn't. I didn't know. Like I kind of knew like the majority of them, but I didn't know how specific they were. So it's okay. This is a re- learning experiment for me too. Okay. I'm just staring at it on my screen. Okay. All I know that it's got to have like malted barley in it. I know that's the first thing, right? Maybe. Uh, it doesn't have to have malted barley. <laughs> it doesn't. It yeah. is. It is the most commonly used. It's just the most though, because of the region. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're missing. You're missing the easiest one. It's gotta be in Scotland. Yeah, it's in Scotland. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say that one for later because that's, that's okay. So I'll give. I'll give you. Um, I'll give you clues. So you already got the first one. It has to be Scotland. The next one is an age requirement. The next one is a proof requirement. And then the fourth one is an ingredient requirement per se, but don't think of it as uh, like malted barley, corn, whatever. Does the proof have to be... I remember seeing somewhere once it had to be... Oh, proof. I can't do math. Multiplication. Basic multiplication. I remember it being somewhere around like 90 something, 94, 95% when it like goes into the things of the thing. So I don't think we're, we're not getting that specific, <laughs> okay. but I'm talking about, uh, there might be, there might be, but the base, the base pillars, let's say has to yield a minimum alcohol strength to 40%. Okay. So, so it cannot is, be bottled. It cannot be bottled below 80 proof. Below 80 proof. Okay. Okay. That Anything makes sense. Less than that. It's not scotch. Yes. No, it's not even fucking liquor at that point. It's just, it's like, yeah. it's like a, it's like schnapps or alerts. Or something. Yes. So this is something that I wish America had. The next one, the age requirement. So part of it is an age or uh, similar to American bourbon, and then it has to be in mature oak casks, right? Yeah. Um, aren't like Scotch are, casks like already used though? Usually they're like X something else casks. They don't use like brand new because you said so matured. It can be brand new or matured or used. Okay. Uh, oh, it's just the most of oak. it has to be oak. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It has to be oak. I know like a big like import of like bourbon places are like selling their old bourbon casks to Scotland because they just reuse those as like X casks. Um, but so it has to be oak casks. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Age. I don't know. I've had scotch as young as two years. Three, maybe uh, four, no. four. I don't know. Three, four, three, three, three. three it is three. Okay. Yeah. So mature oak casks for a minimum of three years, which is I wish America had because then you get these bullshit almost two, you know, yeah. like two years and it's whatever. I mean, good for you for selling your product and getting it off the ground and like making money as a micro distillery. I get that. I truly get that. And I support that. But sometimes things should just need to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Good things come to those that way. Yeah. And then the ingredient one you'll never get. So I'll save our time, but it must have no other extraneous ingredients other than water and caramel coloring. So extraneous meaning you have your 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 wheats or your you know your uh, grain yeah as your ingredient for the alcohol, but once it goes out of the barrel, you cannot do anything but add water to proof it down, and you can add caramel coloring. That's it. Which I actually think is something that bourbon people do as well. So oh, like yeah, uh, make it look too. make it look darker than yeah. like it is to add that age look or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So now let's move into the regions. Do you know all five regions? I do. That's one that I actually do know. That's the one that. Okay. Hit one me. That Hold on. So there's Space Side. There's Lowland. Yep. There's Highland. Yep. There's Islay. Yep. 
yeah. then there's the and one that that's the four I know. And then there's the one that I'm like, I didn't even like, what was it like Campbelltown or some dumb shit like yes, that? Campbelltown. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Before. Campbelltown just makes me think of like Campbell's soup. You know what I mean? Like, what the yeah. fuck is that? What the fuck yeah. is Campbelltown? Campbelltown is a really, really well, I, tiny bit. If you look at the map of, of Scotland, it's like a really, really tiny little, little penis. So it's uh, second, it's the second smallest. Islay is actually smaller than is. Campbelltown. It is. Um, but everyone knows yeah, Islay. It does sound like a soup. Like, what the fuck? Like, and also it's like Lowland, Highland, Speyside, Islay, like all these like, like just like kind of stoic names yeah. and then you have Campbelltown, which yeah. sounds like the hinga dinga durgan like cousins <laughs> of Scott. You know what I, I mean? mean? There's a reason for that. I mean, maybe I'm just a maybe I'm just a bitch and I don't know anything, but I don't know what uh, I don't know about Campbelltown. Um I do have okay. some I so Let's, I did I do know those, I do know the regions, like that's something I know from memory, but uh the only thing I don't remember from memory is the distinctions between them. And I do have a little little blurb pulled up just to kind of give everyone a little bit of uh okay. a little bit of that. We'll I'll compare We'll compare your blurbs and my blurbs as we go the through blurbs, each one. The blurbs. Do you know what region produces 50% of all scotch? If I had a guess, it's either going to be Lowland or Speyside. So I mean, it's not Lowland, Space Highland, uh, Speyside, yeah. Yeah, but it's Speyside. It's, uh, they produce 50% of all scotch, which is hilarious because Lowland and Highlands probably take up 95% of the entire map of Scotland, right? Yeah. And then you have Speyside, which is up top northeast. Uh, and then Island and Campbelltown are little... Uh, Campbelltown is a peninsula. Islay is an island. Yes. Um, but those two are tiny, 2% probably total... Well, and space size probably the other three percent yeah like it is tiny tiny it is it's also the i think the reason why they they say it's the most densely populated whiskey densely region. populated yeah. densely populated and then the most distilleries per capita as exactly. well exactly by far so that's why they yeah. make so many of them like you got these giant like the highlands are giants but they're they're yeah. they just they can't compete to space side which has just such a concentration side is like Milwaukee is like the Great Lakes region of beer, right? Like yeah. you have Milwaukee, Grand Rapids, all this different stuff. Like so much beer is made here in this tiny little portion compared to the rest of the United States because it's a perfect spot. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like if you go to fucking uh, uh, like Manhattan, right? And it's just so mm -hmm. dense, so populated, it's such a small little fucking little spot, but it's just so concentrated. And then you go out to Montana and there's just nobody for miles. It's like the difference between uh you know uh highland and space side that's kind of just to kind of compare yep. it to our american folks not that we are american yep. we are but <clears throat> <laughs> yeah all right so space side scotch is um uh do the sheer volume of distilleries there's a huge amount of difference in the character of space side scotch from lighter grassy numbers to the sweeter richer sherry type um so the single malts from this area are, uh most notable yeah. which i always thought was highland uh, until recently, not till just now, but you know what the most notable, and this is probably one of the reasons why 50% of all scotch is there. What brand is there uh, in Speyside? The biggest brand. Speyside. I, I thought, for some reason, I thought you said Highland. No, Speyside. Sorry. Speyside, the highest sold brand. I mean, if I had a guess. Which one is located? Well, I mean, just like, like what's like, uh, well, I mean, it's the scotch of the world, baby. I was gonna say just Johnny Walker, right? Because that's like the one everyone Johnny drinks. Walker. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, I mean Johnny Walker Black is world renowned known as the scotch of the world. Okay, or the whiskey, a, the whiskey of the world. That's a space side because huh? Anner, yeah, and it's a space side. I always thought that was Highland because of the flavor, but I think, um, 
I th- totally is Johnny Walker uh, and some of the other major known producers, uh, Glenn Vitt, which is known amongst drinkers, but Glenn Fittick. Glenn Fittick is, is great. Also, uh, I know is, Ma- Ma- those are the top three. McCallan's in there too, I believe. McCallan's a great one. Are they? Yeah, McCallan. I'm space pretty side? sure McCallan's space side. Pretty sure. You're probably right. Yeah, probably right. So now we're going to go into Highlands next, but do you know why so many Scotch start with the word Glenn or like the phrase Glenn? Well, doesn't Glenn mean something in, uh, in Scotland? Like it actually like has a significance besides yes. being someone's name. It's like a, if I remember correctly. It's like, is not like a valley or like a low type? Close. Bit Close. Type it's not thing. a valley. It okay. is a feature of land. Okay. Any idea? No. All right. So it is a either a river or small as a stream of water. Uh, is a glen. I just googled it. Yeah. Am and I it, right? You're, we're both right because the valleys are created by the rivers or streams. Okay. So so the Glenfiddich. Let's just say Glenfiddich, right? I mean, there's a Glenvit. There's a Glenmorangie. There's all these Glens, right? You got the Fiddich uh, and the Livet. The name, so like Glenfiddich. Fiddich is the last name of the historic family who has owned the land next in the Glen. Nice. Yeah. So Glen is, and so eventually their names are Glenfiddich. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at first it was just the Fittics that lived by the Glen that produced the scotch. And now they're known as the Glen Fittics. That's some history. That makes sense. That's history shit for you. That's some history for you. All right. So then we're going to move. So you, no one, not one of us are drinking Speyside. I'm actually drinking a Highland scotch, Glen Uh Most notable distilleries uh, are actually distilleries that I've never heard of. Really? Uh, Glen, Tur- Glen Turret. I've never had it. Ben Nevis. I don't know what that means. And Wolfburn. No, I've not heard of that. I know. Yeah, look at yeah, us. Right. Look at us. Who look at us? Uh, who knows? Uh, but this is definitely. I, I'm a Highland Scotch drinker, so I could tell you this. Uh, but I mean, most noted for its slight peat, its honey, um, and a little bit more of a dry body. But the honey is re- really sticks out. This is like Highland is the entry level Scotch for a new drinker. I'd say if I'm if you've never had Scotch, I would want you to drink a Highland first. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you, you the Highland, yeah. so you're so you're drinking a Highland, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you're drinking a Highland. I'm drinking an Islay. So we're basically drinking polar opposites. Where Highland's a great place to start. Very sweet notes. Yeah. Very lighter. Um, sometimes you get a little bit of sea salt in the mix, depending on how it goes. Yeah. Maybe a tiny bit of peat. And Islay is the big fucking bad boy of the Scotch whiskeys. It's the one that's really going to yeah. smack you around. It's the reason why when I drink Scotch, I drink Islay because it's so different. When it comes to Islay, you're thinking of big brands like Brookladic, which is what I'm drinking. It's the Brookladic yeah. Port Charlotte, uh, heavily peated. Um, it's just a peat bomb. You got Lafroy, you got Lagavulin. And if you, uh, if you like uh, Ron Swanson, you know, you fucking know mm-hmm. Lagavulin. You got Ardbeg, which is another one of my favorites. So, I mean, like, those are some just like the top ones when it comes to Isle. Um, Isle is pretty much uh, just straight fucking smoke. It's where they take the peat. Yep. So, which, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Isle. Yeah. Let's talk about Isle. So, you have the saltiness of the highlands, higher altitude, most coastal, uh, uh, like the most coast in all the regions. Yeah. Uh, so you get that salt, you get that honey, you get that like high pre- precipitation, rich soil, all this different stuff. And then you have Islay, which is a, a small Island off the West coast, uh, about 25 miles outside. Now 
Now you just said it before, uh, real quick, notable distilleries other than the one you n- mentioned is Ardbeg, uh, Balmore and Lagavulin. Yeah. Which we've all, we all know. Yeah. Um, it is the highest in peat or the taste of peat. Do you know what peat is? So peat is actually a type of moss, right? It's pretty much just. It is kind of. kind yes, of, It's like yes moss and, no. and loam and organic matter and dirt. It's like whatever like yes. sod. So it's more than that. Mo- like it's just moss is like the easiest way to say it. But there's like a whole bunch of shit. And they literally like dig it up like in clumps from the ground. Yep. And like just burn it and smoke it. And that's what you're getting when you get that eyelid. They just like s- straight infuse that shit. So Pete, by its definition, you're very, very right. Just a little bit off. It's technically soil, soil, but it's soil made of decayed moss matter, decayed moss matter. Yeah. And I lay the small Island is known for having the highest quality of Pete on this planet. Believe that. I believe that. I don't know why. Maybe it's all the bodies. Well, I think I, it's all the bodies uh, from Braveheart. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it, it, I think what it has to do, if you look at the map, it's on the Western part it is, uh, basically t- it is in the ocean compared to the rest of the Island or the, uh, peninsula of Scotland. It is getting constantly battered by the seawater. And I think it's probably the most wet of all the, um, well, I actually lowlands are probably the most wet, but Isla has the best mixture of wet plus, you know, uh, like high soils, different stuff did, like that. So it's a perfect place for moss to grow and grow. Did, bunches, did, did right? you look that up or did you just come up with that off the top of your head? I'm, I'm actually coming up with because that because you're a hundred percent right. Cause I pulled up the answer. The reason why I like Pete is the best is because I is more exposed to the elements than mainland Scotland. You got the climate, you got the mm-hmm. ocean, the wind, the rain, they all have an effect on the Island. The fact that it's so exposed to the elements a lot more. So you're getting a lot more of yeah. those salty, like they've got like tons of seaweed too as well. That gets blended into like the blend. So it's like, because of it's like where it's at, you're going to get a lot more of that extra flavor. So you're a hundred percent right on that. Yes. Okay. Perfect. All right. So we know Isla. Um, so yeah, the peat on Isla has fed a constant diet of rain and sea spray. I'm actually reading down the next paragraph, which is right there. Um, <laughs> but do we know why the level of smokiness is, how is it achieved? Well, see, that's a good question. Cause I know the way, the way that uh, the, the peated scotch is made is they, they take this, they take this peat, right? They literally like get it in like fucking, um, fucking like big ass shovelfuls, right? And they collect it all yeah, up. Wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows. Yeah. There's shovelfuls and they put them in the wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrows. They kind of like just collect <laughs> all that shit. And then what they do is they sit around and they eat it, right? No, I'm just kidding. That's not what they do. They burn it, right? They burn, they burn, they burn this organic <laughs> burn, matter. Yes. Um, and they infuse spirits with mm-hmm. the smoke. The barley, yep. That comes off of the barley, yeah. And they infuse it. And because of that, it imparts this the smoke's flavor. It's like when you smoke a meat, you're smoking your barley. So you're so right. You've been so right. You're just petering around the specifics. Yeah, because uh, so <laughs> I, I just I have spe- I just, I did the, I pe- right, so I'm the petering around the specifics. I'm petering around yeah, the specifics. You're you're petering around. I don't know. I thought it was funny because Pete. Um, <laughs> the level of smokiness in Scotch is achieved 
by the time and the type of smoldering peat the barley is exposed to during the drying process. So they are burning, they are fueling the fires that is uh, drying the barley with with peat. peat. That's right. It infuses it. Yeah, so they're they're burning the peat and that smoke is then used to to dry out the barley, then infusing the barley with the the smoked peat. I know it's been done. Right. There's no way it's not been done. I wonder if people have tried to smoke like a brisket over peat. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Google. There there has to be. Jamie. Google. All right. Uh, let's move on to Campbelltown because Campbell, Campbelltown? I don't know. <laughs> um, the small western coastal town of Campbelltown used to be the hub of Scotch distilling with worldwide distribution. That is until overproduction, American prohibition, and the depression hit sales hard. All right. So this is... If Islay is 25 miles off the coast of Scotland, this is about 25 miles southeast of Islay, connected to a, um, what is it called? A peninsula that is connected to the Highland regions. Yes. Um, It makes complete sense that this would be a hub of distribution being the farthest south uh, and basically the perfect spot for a port and closest to Ireland and the UK. Yep. Um, but it says here, um, the notes of peat, honey, and heather, or excuse me, excuse me, sorry. Uh, uh, they is also known as a strong and smoky earthy taste with a touch of seaweed. Um, Just a touch. A little bit of kelp. And then they also says, but adds, uh, toffee and vanilla. Toffee and vanilla. Uh, mm. Toffee and vanilla. So notable distilleries are Glen Scotia, Springbake, and Glen Gyle. I've only heard of, of Glen Gyle. I've heard of uh, Glen Scotia, by... but that's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it says pure, still considered Campbelltown, one of the most important zones of Scotch production, purely because of their huge impact at the turn of the 20th century on popularizing the stuff. Single malts made there contain both the sweet and savory. Yada yada. Uh, there are only three distilleries left there, including so the three distilleries I said are the three left, uh, including Old Glengyle, which was founded in 1872 and shuttered in 1925 and was reopened in 2004. Okay. So this just sounds like it's the fucking uh, Woodford County of Ireland. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So. And that's kind of cool to know, but I, I don't think I've ever seen a bottle. I've heard of Glengyle. I've never seen it. So I've never seen a bottle that says Campbelltown Scotch. What were you going to say? So I just kind of want to quick circle back because I thought I was being unique and edgy. Okay. By going, what if we were I to like smoke? You when you think you're being unique. I know. And I'm never right. I'm never unique. I'm never edgy. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> you are unique. Sometimes. You're you. Yeah, well, thank you, baby. Uh, when, I, when I said about smoking meat with peat. Meat with peat, peated meat, smoke that meat with peat, put it on my dick. Mm-hmm. Call that a, you know, I'm not going to do that right now. I've been doing that a lot lately. And Call that a freak. Ooh. People, uh, everyone here is starting to get mad at me for it. Once I get to a special level of buzz, I start just spitting. For freestyling? I just start, it's always bad, but like uh, one of my friends, he said, the, he said, well, one of my friends is like, he's like, he's my hype man. He's like throwing in like ad libs, like, oh. A little cook. Oh, you cooking up like chili or dumb shit like that. So Tom or Jose? Uh, neither of them. You, you don't actually know this guy, but uh, Tim. No, oh, okay. no, no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, re- the the reason why I was told that it's so funny and great was because I do it with such confidence, and like I just don't stop even though it's bad. Um. Anyways, where's I going with that? 
Yeah, I had a really bad one the other day. It was not funny. I'm not going to repeat it. I mean, it was funny. I'm not repeating on air. Um, the fact about smoking your meat with Pete, call that a freak, just something I want to eat. Go off, gang. Copy, paste, delete. Um, um, <laughs> so the uh, <laughs> uh, people have been doing it since the fucking ice ages. Uh, smoking meat with Pete. It's like been a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just mankind's been oh, doing you it. Looked it up? I looked, it, looked it, up. it up. I looked it up and someone like, it's, it's been a thing. It's since like the ice age. That's what people have used to smoke their meat. It's a common thing. It's been around for a while. People still do it, but it's, it's a, one of the oldest ways of smoking meat that exists period in the world. It goes back about 2000 years. Fun fact. Wow. Crazy. Sensational. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Maybe we should try that. We should. <laughs> oh, we should. Uh, that one business venture idea. Yeah, we can get into that. That's what we're so gonna do. We're gonna have smoke a, have a peat. Peat, Have a peat farm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, right, man. So what, are, what are we missing? We're missing lowlands. Uh, yeah, lowland. Lowlands. Um, all right. So lowland. This area is famous for utilizing the triple distillery method, which increases the alcohol content but leaves the final whiskey lighter as it removes heavy components like oil and protein. Uh, notable distillers. Glenn Kitchy, uh, Bladnock, and oh my God, uh, Oshentoshin. Auschwitz? Yeah, right. That's what it sounds like. But it's uh, Glenn Kitchy is the only one that I notice. Um, and it yeah. says also there's sadly, which is crazy of this fact, there are sadly only three distilleries left in the area, all of which produce lighter single malts known as the Lowland Ladies. For their fruity, flavorful flavor, Flu- fruity, flavor, floral flavor. Floral. Excuse me. I have had uh, Oshentoshin, but that's uh, besides the point. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, they were originally popular with the English, who are coincident- coincidentally, excuse me, often considered by the Scots to be a people best suited to lady drink. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I was before right. you even said that, I was gonna go, oh, this is best for the English. I don't fucking want that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the hot lowlands is probably 40% of the entire area of Scotland's. Um, And it says all three of them are in the lowland part of the low, the South Southern part of the lowland. So like Uh, the entire area has three distilleries left, which is kind of weird. I wonder what Scotland is like because in America, there's a new distillery every other day. Right. Yeah. I wonder what it takes, what it would take. I'm assuming there's no MGP of, you know, yeah, you know, you gotta make, you make your own shit. You don't just, Go and yeah. buck around. You have I mean, to make your own stuff. So that's very probably, interesting. Well, yeah. I feel like there are some that do, but yeah, we, we don't want to get into all that right now. It's going to take a long time. But if you said they're the lowest part of the lowlands, it means it's the most southern, southern, southern region of Scotland that are the most mm-hmm. popular. Which is kind of interesting. Um, I, the, yeah, notes that I, the notes that I had pulled up about the lowlands are that it's a gentle, elegant palate reminiscent of grass, honeysuckle, cream, mm-hmm. 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 ginger. I love the word suckle. Me too. I love it when you honeysuckle my cream. And then ginger, toffee, toast, and cinnamon. They're lighter in character and they're great for pre-dinner drinks. Something nice to just kind of set the palate and whatever you put on top of it. It is what it does. Yes, absolutely. So what I think about scotch, I mean, uh, now as a bartender and uh, avid drinker, I think of them a little bit differently. But when I first thought of scotch, I don't know about you, but I thought scotch was the rich man's drink, right? Yeah, yeah. The business guy. That's what the CEO has in his office in a decanter when he pulls you in to fire you and he pours you Yes, if you want a glass, you should drink it type deal. You know what I mean? So I wanted to look up on Forbes as well what the most expensive scotches are in the world. Isabella's Islay. 
So that is not even in the top five. Well, I thought it's supposed to be because it's 6.2 million. That might be after sale. Well, if we're okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe we're thinking about differently. Pre, like, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking of like, this is what it would hit the market as mm, if I was trying to go to Myers and buy it. If Myers okay. for some reason had because if, not, yeah, because if you think about just, right if now, you think about just top most expensive whiskey in the world, period, it's going to yeah. be an older scotch that's been aging for God knows how long. And you're not going to find it unless yeah. you have millions of dollars. Yeah. So this article was uh, 2021. So two years ago, or one and a half years ago now, and it said the most expensive at auction was the McAllen Fine and Rare six-year-old fetched $2.9 million USD. Damn. Um, Yes. But if we're talking straight out of distro, what is the most expensive bottle? Straight out of distro? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Because what's the number? First of all, what's the price? $50,000. $50,000. Is it a bourbon? No, it's, these are all scotches. Oh, they're all scotches. The oh, I would scotches, fucking know. Yes. I have no idea. No idea. Belvini 50 year. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. 50 year? Yep. 50,000? Yep. And then so, there yeah. is the next one is uh, the Dalmore, which we all love Dalmore. Uh, Constellation. Collection uh, distilled 1964, aged 46 years at 38,000. And then number three is Balmore, which we talked about already. 1964 Black Balmore, the last cask. Oh, this is going in the opposite direction. So Balvenie 50 year was the cheapest of the five. Black Balmore cost $75,000. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine? I can't. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And then the last one, which is kind of a cool story, is Glen Grant Distillery, 1948, single malt, private collection, was rumored to be sold at about $87,000, but it was a private private bottle by um, a whiskey festival hosted by the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas. Okay. They sold $2,700 tickets to get a half ounce of this pour. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. So $2,700 a ticket. It is a liter bottle, which makes 33. Yeah, let's calculate uh, Around out. 33 ounces. So we're going to times that by two to make it 66 pours. Right? You got all the TI-84. Right. Times 27. Yeah. So 20. So this is my math. 33 ounces per liter. Right. Sure. We're times in that by two because everyone got a half ounce pour. So 66 pours at $2,700 for a ticket to get a pour of this. And I'm sure there's other accoutrements and shit like that. Got it. Uh, But that bottle ticket was sold for essentially the bottle was sold for $178,000. Profit. If you go by the ticket price. That's crazy. That's great. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a hundred percent profit margin. Totally. Anyway, no, it's not bad. It's not that's bad what I always thought of scotches, but there's plenty. I mean, I'm drinking Glen Murray, uh, the Nectar Dior. Nectar <laughs> Dior. Um, Nectar Dior. Uh, and you're drinking a space or space side or Isla? Isla. Yeah. I think Island, this one's okay. probably like I think it's like a fifty dollar bottle, forty dollar bottle. It's it's not that much. Like yeah. it's it's average for. And obviously, this is kind of rudimentary. 
Yeah, this is rudimentary and kind of like just vague going over the general rules of scotch, but there's so much more we could dive into. But we realized we haven't done a full... Uh, we did a scotch tasting with Adam. Yeah, we did. I remember that, but we really didn't dive into the story or knowledge base on of scotch. So Yeah, we're almost 60, uh, se- 60 episodes in. We're finally talking about what makes scotch scotch. Crazy. Yeah, ex- exactly. But it takes... We're slow learners. <laughs> yeah there's a reason why they call us the sims and you're sipping with them yeah we're just sipping with them we're just all right well. uh, josiah i love you uh, i love uh, you oh my god yeah, i love you too all right and i love you guys i love you get oh yeah we'll see you next week see you next week kiss and hugs <laughs> kiss and hugs x and o's x's and o's <laughs>